you for tuning in to the Ramily Matters podcast. I am your host, Ishmael Sistrunk, the Executive Director of Communications. And with me today, I have a very special guest, uh, Ms. Barbara Sharp, who is the Executive Director of Continuous Improvement. Um, Ms. Sharp, welcome to the show. I think you, you also are a Title IX coordinator as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, that's correct. Yeah, so, so thank we'll you make for sure this we get the entire title. Thank you. No problem. So uh, generally, we start the show just talking about uh, you, talking about our guests. So Ms. Sharp, tell us, who is Barbara Sharp? Oh, in your own words. Oh, wow. Barbara Sharp is uh, um, an interesting person. Uh, I am uh, the mother of three handsome sons, have several uh, grandchildren, all handsome and attractive. And um, I am uh, engaged in my 33rd year in the field of education. I began my career in um, East St. Louis. I worked in parochial schools there in East St. Louis. Uh, Ultimately um, came to Missouri and began my career at uh, the Normandy School District where I was an English teacher. Was blessed to have the opportunity to rise through the ranks, uh, becoming a instructional coach and then assistant principal and then ultimately returned back to the middle school as principal. And I held that position for several years. I had the opportunity to go to St. Louis Public, served as principal there at the Sean High School, and uh, now I'm in Riverview Gardens. Uh, Since I've been in the district, I've had the opportunity to be an interventionist at the high school, Uh, also served as professional development coordinator, And now I have the distinct pleasure of serving as Executive Director of Continuous Improvement and Title IX. So that's Barbara Sharp. That's Barbara Sharp. And uh, you mentioned Normandy School District. So just for the listeners, um, when I first met Ms. Sharp was in the Normandy School District. Uh, I grew up in in Normandy in Hanley Hills, uh, went to Washington Elementary um, for sixth grade, and my sister, I believe you were her principal at uh, the middle school over there. I was there. her principal, and also I was her teacher. I taught English, and okay. so I served as, as her English teacher. Awesome. So me and Miss Sharp go go back a ways. That's right. That's so, and right. I also previously worked in Normandy School District. Yeah, so. and I also worked with your mother. Right. Yes. Absolutely. So, again, uh, we always come around to this sort of family atmosphere in Riverview Garden School District, the Ramilly. And so tell us about that, about the the family feel in the district that we always hear about. Um, There is no uh, feeling like uh, the Riverview Gardens uh, School District and the opportunity to um, have uh, family and support. that starts from whether we are talking about classroom teachers, we're talking about support staff, we engage in various activities supporting each other, whether it's a birthday celebration, whether it is an opportunity in, to engage in the work. Uh, everyone is rolling up the sleeves and uh, there's no such thing as a title as much as uh, accomplishing whatever that given task is. Uh, so we celebrate Uh, births and celebrate weddings and the list goes on and on and on. So truly it's a family atmosphere and I'm just honored to be here. Absolutely. And can you tell us about some of your, I guess, outside the district uh, organizations? Because I know that you're very involved 
uh, in the community and with different organizations. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about those? So let me just say that I am a member of IOTA Phi Lambda Sorority. Uh, that is a professional business organization for women. And I've been a member of that organization since 1999. Uh, so we have an opportunity to uh, support teachers. We have the Apple, of the teacher, Apple for the Teacher Luncheon uh, that uh, really supports teachers in the metropolitan St. Louis area. Uh, we have an opportunity to engage and support with the youth. We have a, a future IOTA leaders uh, component, and that supports uh, young people in the uh, community. Uh, we also engage in a variety of different opportunities to um, support women who are in the field of business and considering opportunities for business. So that takes up quite a bit of my time. I'm just right. completing my tenure as pre as a president, chapter okay. president. And so that has been a very uh, enlightening experience, uh, but it caused, created an opportunity for me to engage uh, with uh, different levels of the organization and to work with other um groups, uh, community uh, right. groups. Uh, Urban League um, is just one of those types of uh, organizations that we are affiliates with. Okay. Yes. And so now coming back to your uh, role as the Executive Director of Continuous Improvement, um, can you share with us what, what do you do in that role or what is uh, this department for, I know that uh, our district is provisionally accredited uh, for the listeners. And so uh, one of the big initiatives is to regain full accreditation. Uh, we have partnered with Solution Tree uh, to help to improve our professional learning communities and get us on track to uh, accomplish those goals that we need to be fully accredited. But what's your role and what's your department's role in that process? Certainly. Uh, so that my role is primarily to serve as a liaison between Solution Tree, uh, the schools, as well as the district as a whole. And so uh, I often say I have the best job uh, on the planet because I feel that I am very close to the work in terms of teaching and learning. We have excellent leaders in our district, and I have an opportunity to work side by side with them. So it's a partnership, if you will, uh, working with the uh, leaders as well as working with representatives from Solution Tree. And so the obvious goal is to improve student performance. So we're constantly engaged in conversations, examining data, uh, looking at uh, the different uh, teaching strategies that teachers are engaged in. We're looking at curriculum. We're looking at assessment. And obviously, we want to make sure that those components are aligned. But at the same time, it creates an opportunity for the teachers to work in teams. So they're engaged in uh, data team discussion, looking at the data, making plans about what they might change, how they may create interventions and provide additional support. Um, because we look at continuous uh, improvement, it is a constant cycle. So it's not a one-time event and then you're done. You're constantly engaged in the work. Okay. And continuous improvement is really important because when you look at uh, the Missouri Standards, MSIP 6, Missouri School Improvement Program, um, which is how school districts are accredited, you know, a key component of that now is continuous improvement. So uh, not necessarily just get this specific score, 
but we want to see improvement, you know, through each year and each subject matter. Um, tell us a little more about that. So uh, thank you. That's why the work that we're doing with Solution Tree is so very vital. Uh, it is vital simply because we have a uh, system, a framework, if you will, in terms of improvement. So we work with the professional learning communities, and we're engaged in constant uh, analysis of the work uh, that is going on in the schools. Um, a lot of effort is placed on interventions, making sure we're reaching our scholars where they need the most amount of support. And uh, there are times when um, the team or the principal may feel that they are not really addressing those issues. There is an opportunity for them to um, modify their plans so that they're able to be more precise in terms of the work that they do with their uh, with their scholars. Uh, it is a constant process. It's it's never ending, uh, but that PLC process does create create a framework for, for the district in terms of what our next steps will be and how we provide support. I will also add the, uh, the accountability is, is critical. And so there are a series of checks and balances. So uh, not in a punitive manner, right. but in a form of having some critical conversations about where we are as a district and where uh, perhaps our next steps will be. Uh, it is extremely uh, beneficial to the district that we have a superintendent who is an instructional leader and understands sound practices. And so she helps to create the tone and the expectations for us as we continue uh, to move forward in this work. Right. And uh, having those expectations, having those account accountability measures uh, is important. And I think um, one of the real benefits of the PLC model, professional learning communities, is like you mentioned, you look at data, you're analyzing the data, the results. It's not just, you know, in the quote unquote olden days, you you teach a certain way and um, you know, you look at the, the students' grades, but now it's more, it seems to be more, we're analyzing this data on a weekly basis or bi-weekly basis, and we're looking to see where there's areas of growth, whether this worked or did not, and you can tweak and change things on the fly to make sure you're educating students the best. And we, we rely very heavily on the collective work of um, every educator that's within the district. So whether we are talking about the uh, expertise from the curriculum and instruction department, whether we're talking about supports that come from the technology division, uh, the list goes on and on. Everyone is working together as a team. So while they are um, on the building level, they have what's called guiding coalition. When we come together on a district level, we have our district level leadership team. And that creates an opportunity for us to gauge in additional conversation about what, what's working. Are we working on the right work? And uh, that helps to create the tone and it helps us to remain focused. If there are need for additional resources, as you're aware, we have changed, superintendent changed the uh, title from central office. We're now central services. Right. And so uh, with that in mind, we're dispatched to go out into the buildings to do uh, whatever is necessary to meet the needs of our scholars. Right. 
And you mentioned earlier, I believe you said you had 30 years of experience in education. Yes. And um, I think that's that's evident. And one thing uh, I definitely want to, I guess, give you your flowers in a sense is uh, I do think that you're the perfect person in this that position. I know you said you had the greatest job in the world, but uh, you have a um, strength in terms of just dealing with people and speaking to people and sort of making those connections. I don't know anybody uh, who dislikes or has beef with Miss Sharp. Uh, you are the people whisperer. Uh, everybody respects you. I think everybody likes you and loves you. And so uh, I think you do a very great job in that Thank role. you so very much. And I have to uh, attribute all of those gifts to my parents. Uh, I'm a country girl from Arkansas. And my uh, parents uh, instilled in me, as well as my siblings, uh, just key uh, skills, attributes, if you will. And so I looked at my teachers. I looked at my parents family members, members within the community, and learned lessons from them uh, that I take with me on a daily basis. And so uh, it's an opportunity to serve. Service is key. You know, if if you're in this profession and you're in it for the money, you're in it for the wrong reasons. It is for service. It is for service to all. And uh, if you cannot find yourself engaged in the service, then you probably need to reconsider the profession. It's not the right work. Right. Yes. Yeah, it is very service-oriented. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the Title IX aspect of your position as a Title IX coordinator? Certainly. In terms of my role as Title IX coordinator, I work primarily with issues, uh, sexual harassment issues uh, that would be associated primarily with students. Uh, So we are now engaged in a process to make sure that all schools are aware of board policy. Uh, We want to make sure that parents, uh, as well as our students and staff, are aware of the grievance process so that you find yourself in a situation in which you feel that someone has created harm uh, or made you feel uncomfortable. There is a process, and so you don't need to sit back and just feel like you're working through this alone. Uh, My office and I am uh, the person that helps to provide support to our scholars. And so just to provide clarity, so uh, Travis Ford Sr., the assistant superintendent of HR, he's the Title IX coordinator for staff. So for any instances like that that deal with faculty and staff, uh, that will go through Mr. Ford. But anything with students, then that will go through you and your office. That is correct. Okay. Wonderful. And so just wanted to make sure that our listeners are aware that there are processes in place and that they know the proper person to go to if they have any type of uh, complaint or grievous or concern uh, that deals with that matter. And so uh, before we wind down, so I do owe uh, Miss Sharp a bit of an apology um, I stole her employee, her administrative assistant, Miss Ayanna Flowers. Uh, she's joined the communications team. And so we are aware that you are currently looking for a new administrative assistant. Uh, do you want to speak to what type of person you're looking for or just what type of outreach? Uh, because we do want to have another uh, talented, uh, hardworking employee to come in and take over uh, what Ayanna started. 
Okay. Now, keep in mind, we are a family. We and are. Because we we're are. family, we share. <laughs> and so, uh, periodically, I may just have to tap on your door right. and say, I need support for Miss Flowers for a, a day or so. Uh, nevertheless, uh, yes, the type of uh, person that uh, I am seeking for this office is one who uh, is skilled in terms of managing an office. Uh, that person would need to have uh, the organizational skills that are necessary and certainly would be uh, um, able to perform duties as it relates to various forms of technology, either using Word, uh, preparing flyers, using PowerPoint, Canva, uh, even Excel, because there are a lot of documents that are prepared. Uh, that person would need to have uh, the um, uh, skill set that would indicate that they were a project manager, so they could manage multiple tasks at one time. Um, and so uh, that person would be uh, um, um, open to working and with the staff and students and, and the community. Uh, so those are just some um, um, characteristics of an individual that I would be seeking. Gotcha. And so we definitely, if you're out there, if you're uh, looking for career change, if you're in the district and you're looking for promotion uh, to join the Office of Continuous Improvement, Definitely go to the website, rgsdmo.org slash jobs, and look for that administrative assistant position for the Office of Continuous Improvement. And they could also visit the Continuous Improvement webpage. Absolutely. They will see my smile. I'm smiling, right. preparing to welcome them as they come into the district. And uh, we will be able to work hand in hand in terms of uh, celebrating the success of turning our school district around. Right. And I think for any for anybody interested, Ms. Sharp will be a wonderful person to work for. Even as we were interviewing Ms. Flowers and having conversations, you know, I came to you and I said, hey, we're thinking about bringing Ms. Flowers on. And you were supportive. You didn't want to delay the hiring or anything. You said, let her grow, let her go. I'm good. And That's so right. just that family spirit, that giving spirit, That's I right. appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything else that I didn't ask that you wanted to, to mention or share with the RGSD community? I am extremely honored to uh, participate in this podcast. Um, uh, you have made it extremely comfortable. I didn't feel uh, a little nervous <laughs> or anything. And so I've just been honored to participate in this podcast. And there are great things happening in the Riverview Garden School District. And I am just so excited about celebrating the success for this coming school year. Absolutely. But well, we appreciate you for joining. I look forward to having you back once we get that announcement that the district earned full accreditation. Once we get to that moment, then we're definitely going to have Ms. Sharp back on uh, to, to share in that celebration. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. And until next time, have a great week.